0: Well, it's a cash conk, baby. <laughs> How exciting for you,
1: Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in.
0: When it's 2 o'clock on a Wednesday and you hear the trippy music,
1: you know what time it is. You know it's time to talk about the world and the universe and everything on some call me Tim... You'd think I've been doing this show for like three years now that I could time out when that vroom, vroom comes with the music and I never do. Today on the program we have John Garside.
2: Hello. Hi.
1: Big Brit.
2: Yeah, Big British John.
1: Big British John. So you're, you're really British.
2: Really am British. The oh, wow. accents the accent's real. The accent's real. Yeah. It's exciting too. <laughs> <ate for> <laughs>
1: Ah, so he's big British John. You can look him up on the face of my books and all that. But here on Some Call Me Tim. Do you know why we call the show Some Call Me Tim?
2: Well that's first of all, when I saw the reference, I'm like, all right, first I need to know more. <laughs> I'm 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 you know, I'm like fifty percent Python. Oh it's, perfect. It's, yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: that's exactly the reason so you know it's hmm. just in that whole I love the end of that when they were like it's just a movie and there's a, this there's girl it's just the search for something that might or might not exist and all that kind of just like God is it real is he real are we constructing it and so some call me
2: Tim yeah, we could do the whole music number right now if you want. <laughs> I love
1: when it's on the cross and then, oh, the life of Brian is also very funny uh but look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, and I ask, do you believe in Jesus?
2: We, we've agreed to see other people.
1: <laughs> you guys broke up. You used to talk to him all the time.
2: I uh, I, I was willing to um, believe the stories, and, and it was it was it was his own journey. And it took a good number of years and a, and a good chunk of life. There were some stupid things I did in the name of one's country, for Queenie. <laughs> That man, I was rather grateful for his companionship during those times, um, and I, obviously I was just glad that you know Jesus had a thing for big white people, um, <laughs> not so much the other people on the other end of the rifle, uh, which was which is great. I'm sure they had their deity, but not as good as mine. <laughs> but then as I saw more and more of life, I, I'm like, well, much as I appreciate your love for the white middle class. Um, yeah, what is that? I know, right? They
1: are. It. I was Christian and I was white middle class and all the people that I know who are still Christian are still white
2: middle class. My parents, only, my brother. He only cures those with health care. Yeah. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And they're, and they're
1: Costco prescriptions, I'm sure.
2: Um, um. But, and then I saw I was in Africa, uh, in South Africa working and I saw uh, I was actually hiring people for security company uh, IT security company and uh, we were hiring in Norweto. everyone's heard of Soweto where you know the Mandelas were from Norweto oh,
1: oh it's their places it's like these are real places oh, okay
2: yeah, it's called Alexan- Its real name is Alexandria but Norweto means north of the, the veld sure and uh, and I'm seeing this poverty like Really close. Like oh. when people when people make jokes about about San Francisco's feces problem, oh. it ain't a problem. Really? Oh, I'll, I'll show you way worse. I, it, you can well, get are on people a plane.
1: living in like tin shacks? Like, what are they? Are they living in?
2: It's not like it's very similar to Oakland. <laughs> Am I not allowed to do those? no? That's very funny. Is that No,
0: that's very funny.
2: Yeah, no, the tin shacks. Like, you are wealthy if you have tin for a roof. You know, wow. you you start with a roof and work down. Uh, oh. the, the poor have a tarp uh, or a collection of plastic bags. Wow. And
1: that that. But that's has next to richness, right? Like, because Cape Town is, I mean, the, it's swanky. Like, it, I mean, it, just, it was haves and have nots. And then they well, first they said segregation is real and you're not a person or whatever and then they're like okay now you're people
2: we're still talking about Oakland aren't we
1: (laughs) well I think that the I mean the question two white people talking about racism isn't it fun Uh, but uh, so there's real poverty so we don't have what do you mean I'm British
2: we created it Uh, you're welcome
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) you guys you guys mastered the slavery Um, so there wasn't running water that's what you mean like
2: so not, not to the house, but there was to the standpipe, okay. and uh, you have to bear in mind, I'm not quite as old as, uh, as, as I might be uh, feeling sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, there's water to the standpipe, but, and I was there to, to um, hire people, and I'll give you the short version of this, but basically, there was over 100 people turned up for these interviews on a Saturday morning, and this is for a regular IT gig, right. you know, anyone around here would, would do, and they met the minimum qualifications. And uh, I interviewed the first four people, and they all answered the questions exactly the same way. Every one of them had learned everything about the company I work for.
0: Wow. And just
2: recited verbatim the company bio lines and stuff. Why would you like to work for these? Because your company has been a steadfast proponent of database security blah, blah, blah. and all And like, that's great, I think I broke that. <laughs> and then the fifth guy comes in, and he starts answering the question exactly the same way. I'm kind of getting bored of this. Sure. But crucially, I realize he's wearing the first guy suit. No! Yeah. Wow. He's wearing the first guy's suit. But how are
1: they educated if they're... uh, People who are super poor can be super educated?
2: Well, they have these things called schools. (laughs) Um...
0: I just thought that poor people didn't get educated.
2: No, they actually have a national curriculum. And education is, to those with nothing, education is incredibly valuable. This is one of the lessons I have seen through our life. Sure. And again, it's kind of one of those British things. It's like, sure, we took your parents, we took your grandparents, but we left you with an education system and a baccalaureate program. Huh. Uh, and as long as you can afford to be in school, your parents will scrimp and save to put you in school to pay the 20 cents a day or equivalent. Um, But they really understand the value because it is the only way out. If your choices are, you know, prison, death, or squalor,
0: you'll find
2: that. Not really. I mean, Not for you. I've no, never been attractive enough. Sure. Mm. I did time in a British boarding school, so I knew what I was going <laughs> in for.
0: Hey,
1: there's a market for that out here. <laughs> my, just I, your, you just got to bat for the other team. Absolutely. Cricket, cricket bat for the other team. I mean, big tall you and little little boy shorts and a little, oh, I can just see it. That would be so cute. The if little, my
2: wife's watching uh, <laughs> or listening even. There then. I didn't have these ideas. It was you, Pam's fault. You
1: should dress up for... That would be... What a great Halloween costume. that, that You'd be like sexy schoolboy. <laughs> <Like, don't know. laughs> sexy English schoolboy.
0: It's That's Halloween.
1: Uh, you
2: know, I wondered what I'd wear for that next gig at the improv. And uh, you've solved that problem for <laughs> me. I was like, I'll wear my lucky jacket. Now we're talking thongs and school shorts. I'm liking that. Yeah. What are
1: thongs? Not Our thongs are different than your thongs. Thongs are like girly pants that have no butt girly underwear what are your thongs what else, I,
2: what else would i wear i
1: i don't know people call thongs different things like some people think they're flip-flops they think you those are thongs
2: you cannot cover your genitalia with a sandal <laughs> not and get the support you so need
1: a thong. okay so a girl thong. yeah
2: i feel we strayed from the topic
1: yeah well <laughs> jesus i don't think they wore underwear at all
2: well i so me and jesus a loincloth surely
1: but they were wearing robes. I think it must have been just for ease, like because they're also pooping on the ground to get back to the squalor. Weren't like biblical times squalorific? Like, we're. I mean, what?
2: How old do I look?
1: No, I don't know, but you seem to have ne- you have knowledge of. You've
2: been you've been. We trained used to run that English country screwed. as well after the war. We <laughs> fucked that one up as well. Palestine, we created that. You're really? welcome. Oh God, yeah, 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 absolutely. We uh, we, we we screwed up so But many that things. I think that
1: wasn't that supposed to be helpful because like.
2: Quite we, often, we, we were being helpful.
1: We were because the United States were like, "Yeah, well, let's form Israel," even though that was someone else's country. And then we're like, "This is the country now." And then they said, "Well, let's put all the Muslims over here in Palestine." Didn't we have a part of that too?
2: You know what? There was a there was a number of senators that were quite keen on the idea. It's like we're kind of repeating that cycle again right now. But to be fair. This was Because it wasn't just uh, Israel at the time. We also had our hands in this thing called Iraq and, oh. and Iran, and we were creating borders. And rather than look at actual geography, we looked at a map, and some mm-hmm. guys in Oxford got a ruler out and said, "Oh, this won't cause any problems. Uh, we, we did the same in India a couple of years' time and the oh. creation of Pakistan. It's
1: because we didn't know the or the it didn't have the study or the knowledge of the people. No, we, and did. we didn't care. Oh. Big,
2: huge difference. We were like... Uh, you know, uh, they're all wonderful fuzzy wuzzies. I'm sure they will all get on <laughs> well with one another. And um, yeah, no, we'll we'll just say anybody on this side of the line is uh, is is that, and on that side is the other. And no, um, yeah, no, be fine, be fine. T, absolutely wonderful. Ooh, Tiffin, oh, wonderful.
1: <laughs> wow, wow. I mean, that's it. Just blows my mind to think of it in that way. Because
2: three guys in Oxford.
1: I mean, I feel like we did the same thing in Vietnam. We totally screwed up Vietnam because we didn't understand the culture, what was going on. We didn't understand why the northern people were into the communism or how. Maybe we backed, maybe back in the south was wrong. But we didn't even know because we didn't know the culture. We didn't know the language. We had people. We didn't know the roads, the topography, the weather. None of it. And we're like, let's put a bunch of money in. We're gonna get these, and then bad words and stuff. And they all look the same. Uh, and but it was our cultural ignorance that made that war last for 30 years.
2: Uh, yeah. There's this English person called Jeremy Clarkson. He's a bit of an arse. Uh, run, has a TV program now on Amazon. And he, create, well, he, create, he curated this phrase which a lot of British people use and I've used it. How hard can it be? You take the most complex issue, having a kid, uh, creating countries, solving cultural issues, and you apply the simple prism how hard can it be? <laughs> and you can screw up anything for 30 years on that basis. You'll make a commitment. Like, how hard could it be to change a government in Iraq? Turns out.
1: Pretty hard. How hard is it to change it a diaper? Yeah.
2: I know. I got that shit down one-handed now. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. We're two and a half years in. I got that yeah. thing. I'm like, you know.
1: I have a nanny thing I do where I do it when they're standing. I just, I can I can change diapers when they're standing up. Easier than any laying down proposition.
2: We're we talking boys girls, both. or girls, both, both,
1: both. I'm, I've been because with boys you've got like
2: a hook you can use. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the and the thing is, it's they're easy. I do right now. I'm hanging out with a young lady who's just turned two, and she's still in the diapers, and uh, standing up. It's hard sometimes with the poop though. Well, I am going to say because you've got to get into
2: You've got to get in, and you've got to front to back uh,
1: right exactly do not yeah, never do not back fuck that one up yeah no That's, can't mm-mm. Mm-mm. but uh, it's, it's yeah it's hard to get in there I, I wonder why we don't have little baby bidets do they I mean in Europe do they stick there? do English people have bidets are you are you guys really into to butt cleanliness
2: first of all <laughs> You just committed a bit of a faux pas. You confused me with the French.
1: Oh, but no, the Italians are the ones that I knew that had bidets. I just well, figure they, everyone they do, in Europe. But the,
2: it's, it's, it's the French that really went to town. And I, I believe they do have the more fungal vagina issue. <laughs> um, one assumes that's the case. Uh, I've only known, I my wife's not listening. I've only known a few French vaginas. Um, and um, I mean, I'd rate them quite highly. Um, now, whether that was uh, down to Kegel exercises or a bidet. Who knows? Right. Um, but um, yeah, we did have it We took. We, we went to Paris uh, a year ago and change uh, with the monkey, and um, she thought they were great. And, <laughs> and there was, this, especially when she found out there was taps that she could access. Oh, no. Which are otherwise forbidden at home. But of course. Um, you know, drought and, you know, she can flood anything. And yeah, that was Did she um, see it
1: like a, like a, um, a water fountain.
2: Yeah. It was, D- stop it. Don't ooey. Do <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, there's a reason why my kid looks like she's got bits of, you know, you have to get the peel, the, um, duct his. tape off her. Yeah. It's like, you're not touching that again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, are you raising your child, uh, religious in any way?
2: My wife is. Your wife is.
1: <laughs> your wife is raising your child religious. You're going along with it.
2: I'm. I'm. I'm committed to her being part of a good community. Right on. So obviously a white middle class with healthcare. <laughs> um, no, it, it's a real. Um, you know, it comes back to the. It, religion didn't just start it this was it was my personal belief is it was a control tool it was a community control tool establish acceptable norms and then say the big invisible man said that's what you've got to do Mm. and you know the principle of sheeple Right, and, it, and it, quite effective. You know why? Built. You know why churches are so tall, so God can look down on you.
1: Oh, I thought it was so the priest can jump off and commit suicide. <laughs> um, well, See, I don't
2: think the, that's f-
1: that. I just well, they don't do that. Do well, they do that? Nuns, Nuns They
2: threaten suicide. the choir boys. Well, if you don't want to take your, your little vesticles off and uh, expose your little testicles, then uh, off the top you'll go, little boy. <laughs> um, no, uh, it, it's um. Uh,
1: I always thought nunneries were interesting, that that was like... I've watched why, those films. <laughs> why, why would you want... Why would you ask... I, I just don't understand. In order to have a relationship with God or whatever, or maybe it was to be taken care of. If you didn't get married and to have kids, then you had to be a nun. Unless if you didn't do that, you were a witch. Like you have three choices. Like you could be a nun, a witch, or a wife. Maybe. And so you're like, well, I don't like dudes, so I guess I'll be a nun.
2: Two things. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, uh, my wife has been watching this Call the Midwife program. Oh. Um, you know, I'm sure it's on Netflix. It's, it's on, on Netflix. the Netflix. It yeah. is.
0: I haven't seen and,
2: it yet. And, uh, you know, this is the start of the NHS, the National Health Service in the UK, and the nuns were involved in the labor because they always had been because, you know, God wants to make sure he's got more um, acolytes, so make sure they survive childbirth. Um, but... <laughs> I'm not a good person. <laughs> am I. And so it's interesting to watch, you know. There, there's all the, these are young nuns, and, like, and and to your point, why you, you know, look, you're attractive. You made it to a TV casting. You had choices. <laughs> but, but to the maybe I, maybe I mixed up a few things there. But the to 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 the nuns and the marrying Jesus, my, I I say this. I joked, and I think it's a joke. That my uh, you know, my little ones, she's not going to be dating. You know, as a father, yeah. I'm not comfortable with the idea. She's only two and change. <laughs> We've got 14 years of, of, of planning on this one. And I said to somebody, I said, she's, she's going to go straight into the convent to marry Jesus. Yeah. And uh, this person said to me, I think you'll find she's going to date Jesus. But <laughs> yeah and, and I, it's a struggle i I don't understand it but but I do understand it it's it was it was it was a choice you look at when the nun you know that the British nunneries you know pre-reformation, and it was we need x amount of people to pray for the rich people who are doing bad things i mean, you literally could pay for your sins wow. Um, and and what better way? Well, we're going to have a good weekend of debauchery. But don't worry, we've got a couple of uggos. We're going to uh, throw those in the nunnery to pray for us, cleanse our souls. We're all good. Um, bring on the sex dwarfs. You know?
0: <laughs> I I always
1: just thought that I well I was raised originally. I went I went to I saw my first dead body when I was like seven, and it was a it was wake. But is the wake the right word it was It was in a Catholic thing and my grandmother was Catholic and so I had to go to this thing and there was a dead lady in front of us and she, I was related to her somewhere like she was some great aunt or something
2: if there's drinking it's a wake
1: there wasn't drinking it was in a church so maybe it was a, a real funeral a, view,
2: well, maybe a or viewing or a viewing yeah. Yeah.
1: and there were all these nuns there because I guess this lady was a nun and one of them asked me, she said, are you going to be a good little nun when you grow up? And I was like, no, I'm not even Catholic. Like, I don't, what are you, why would you ask me that? And I was, I ended up offending people. And I just remember like, A, being freaked out about being like, why would you, why would you want little girls to think that that's a thing that they'd want to be? That's so weird. Like, yeah, I want to a father, wear
2: I have a few ideas. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, so is it the idea that, but then that's the other thing is it why is, a woman's having sex so like carefully tended to as a dad or whatever like that, that's like a thing that you're like oh my god boys are going to do terrible things
2: to her like I'm fine with the sex it's the heartbreak it's the emotional side of things huh. then maybe that's just me being a little bit strange there like I accept that she's going to I accept that she's going to I can't get further than that me and my psychiatrist yeah, will work yeah. on that. we've got we've got a few years
1: yeah fourteen and Jane
2: but. um maybe 30 if I'm looking but, but it's the I don't want her to get hurt uh, it's the emotional hurt and I, th- huh. those are the things which, that's very sweet um, all controlling
1: uh, oh, yeah well I, but you can I mean being a nun then you, then you just have all these other things to f- hurt yourself about and feel terrible and you're not you're never being a nun would be terrible because you're never good enough Jesus is the worst because it just makes you feel like you'll never be good enough
2: uh, he, he did set a somewhat high bar. Yeah. Um, I mean, the whole, you know, uh, essentially suicide. Right. Um, see, what what troubles me, and I, I love the fact that, you know, Christianity can't agree on things. Yeah. There's like, so many We're all the same, but completely different. Right. Um, yeah. I'd love to see a, a Catholic and a Lutheran in a bar fight. Um, <laughs> but... I have real issues with it, and I mean, like, fundamental issues with original sin. Ah. Uh. This this one daunts me because, you know, I, I remember being, I, I got confirmed when I was, I don't know, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying suit. to think of the things which I did that were so bad that I had to be cleansed of them. Hmm. I mean, there was a magnifying glass, there was some ants, there was an accident. <laughs> Um, I, I used to
1: pop ants with magnifying glasses That was mean
2: But the fact that The idea that this this delightful little creature Who had just been born Some five was six weeks After she was born She was she was christened Baptized, whatever you wish And there were some words in there about Cleansing her of her origi- I had real huh. I mean to be fair I was just doing this so that you know my mom would include the kid in the will. I mean, let's be honest about this. <laughs> this was this was an investment. know, I mean, uh, Mom's in town after the thing. What well, can we do this nice? Put the water, oh, the, yeah, the water on
0: the baby. Yeah, water on the baby sure.
2: God sake, don't make her a Godparent. She might be you know, she follows the example of being a parent. then uh, I'm joking, Mother. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sure Godparents are a lot of fun.
1: But no, I, I understand that that's for some people it's still, All of these rituals have a lot of meaning. For my grandmother, they have like, like if you don't baptize the child, you're damning your child to hell. How dare you? You're, and it's like, wow, this ritual that we all, but then that I find so interesting because it it so closely relates to witchcraft, and yet we burn so many witches. So it's like, light some candles, pray on some water, and do some stuff. But that's only okay if you do it in a church with a priest. If you do it like you know, over a cauldron with a cat, you're a witch. I I mean it's just stew. Sometimes sometimes a stew is just a
0: stew. <laughs> no.
2: Said, someone told me someone made a very similar thing the other day and they said well, if you do it in your own house it's like Uber for religion. You're doing it in your own environment with your own tools and I thought that's, that's a little bit strange and they explained it further and it just got stranger. Then I realized don't have in depth conversations with a meth head. <laughs> uh while on meth, which I yeah. I was just casually unaware. Yeah,
1: just there was a guy on Meth last night outside. Or we don't know. I don't know, it could have been crack, who knows? It could have been fentanyl. But he was outside of I work at a, a bar twice a week and um he was in the ground and he had broken a window and there were all these shards of glass and he was like sort of like picking them up and going through them and then putting like little tiny ones into another bag and he was just sitting there like in like in the gutter what do you do like so for me as a former Christian like what is my social responsibility to this like am I the good Samaritan is that not do I walk by like you know the like the Pharisee oh I am so late for my meeting and it's important with the God and so he didn't help the man in the ditch and then the other guy well I there was he had some other reason and then this, the guy who would be unclean to touch saved him Not very nice okay but like now I've sometimes that even even having a history with um, you know my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ it what I mean walking around San Francisco What is our responsibility to our fellow man Do we have one like is that what religion is about Like so that we won't fuck each other Up all the time or Is it not we go well they have original sin And they haven't you know drank Of the blood of the father so
2: like I, I, I struggle on this one And it's interesting I, not, not wishing to be Political about it but it's kind of like I, I believe we're all born on the left We believe in the good of humanity And we're all going to contribute to society Then we have a little bit of money, and and suddenly we start thinking more in the concept of mine. And then, and I am really lucky. I mean, I'm a kid with no education. Um, I pretty much trade on the accent. That's it. (laughs) I'm as dumb as a second hammer. But
1: your people have the Oxford, and it's a systemized education. You didn't take advantage of it?
2: Oh, no. I got expelled several times. Oh, Oh, I I didn't even finish high school. I had to go back and get my sort of GED equivalency. Wow um, Yeah Trade on
1: that accent There you go
2: ah, Well the, the, I had some brains that so somehow I ended up With a couple of patents On the use of artificial intelligence in IT security systems
0: Wow and
2: go, Yeah go figure that. And, and yet you know I'd much rather be on a stage With a, with a mic Than uh, Than you know Writing security copy But You kind of get this you, you, As soon as you get this concept of mind You start drifting I mean there was a point When I thought Margaret Thatcher Was quite a good person Oh, she's not? Um... Not for a lot of people. Mm. Um you know, tax the poor, give money oh. back. Um you have to bear in mind we basically took a photocopier to Reagan's economic principles. Oh, trickle said, down doesn't work. Yeah, we thought that'd be a great idea. Uh liberalize everything, sell off all the national assets, you know, and uh, well, it's
1: not treacle down, it's trickle down. I can understand how treacle down would be nice because a nice treacle pie would Ooh, be treacle tart. You, you could it's not a trickle treacle down. I do wondered it, how right?
2: quickly we'd get to the to, to, to.
1: <laughs> no, but Trickle down theory. I just was making a funny joke. Do you want me to do my poor
2: voice at this point? Oh my God! I'm, you have I'm a Paul voice. Oh, I'm from the same part of the world. See, Ooh. I, I spent a lot of my time working time in London. Uh-huh. If I use my natural family voice. Then you might sound like Paul. <laughs> I'm, I'm from same part of town as Paul. From from the same part of the world from Yorkshire, and we sound like this.
1: Yorkshire Yorkshire pudding's the best, one of the best foods ever created. Oh,
2: it's wonderful. The, the, out the, out that you can dip in gravy <laughs> is is wonderful. See, I don't understand Americans. Your concept, you like biscuits and gravy. Now for me, that's a cookie
0: a bis-
1: with oh, some wait, jus.
2: Wait. Now why would you put a chocolate chip cookie with some beef jus? That makes no sense. Right,
1: because a gravy is different you. But
2: you took what we call a scone and went rogue. Right. And called it a biscuit. And then gravy, you decided, should be made from flour, butter, and meat drip.
1: Yes. What do you make? Your gravy is just a...
2: A jus jus. with a bit of of cornstarch in it. Huh. Um, You know, that's... You just went off on one. You're like, how many calories can we put in it? I believe Paula Deen was just the, you know, the nineteenth incantation of the first person who wanted to kill everybody.
0: <laughs> well, we, we like
1: we like butter a lot. Yeah, I guess it, a biscuit is a scone, except the biscuit's a cookie.
2: Exa- well, exactly. For you, right? A, exactly. Yeah, it's the um, chips
1: and fries thing. But I this is the thing I don't understand about, like, why, why did we shit on? England's cuisine for so long when you guys really weren't fucking it up like we in America we have this thing like British people's food is shit it's gross and stupid like that's what I was taught when I was little did you didn't but I was like why do Americans do this British Bay show shows great. Like, and the people are so nice and they have those funny accents. They're so fun and they're nice to each other. It's, it's the least American thing ever. Any American TV show, there's so much drama I and mean, then she's just all like Lara and then they do all that like awful all, stuff.
2: First of all, let's just get this out of the way. I think we're both glad that, was it Raul? Raul? Uh, yes, Raul won. Ra- the Raul won because otherwise. He was going to top himself uh, I mean, <laughs> there was going to be a celebration A little garden party And they were going to pan back to the tent And he was going to be strung up from a chandelier Absolutely There was no two ways about it
1: He was so not confident about anything I'm like, did your parents beat you? Does everyone get beaten in India as a child? Like, yes. is that what
2: happens? <laughs> they do <That's> Just <laughs> on the street so, You are nothing, you so, suck He's a good friend of mine at, at work i work with a good number of of indian nationals and korean nationals and they both compare childhoods like they compare stress positions that they were forced to sit in when they got a b seriously yeah wow yeah the pressure but the pressure of uh it comes back to the it actually comes back to where we started this conversation education the value of it people understand that you know you are going to stay where you are within your social class your caste, wherever and the only way to move up is through education and so it's a Just to be a doctor i'm not drinking i've cut my drinking by a good two-thirds since the kid was born
0: wow
1: and, good for
2: you and, and and the kid has a college fund it's not a coincidence <laughs> these things are linked <gasps>
1: wow wow that's interesting well that's one of the reasons why i'm was never going to have kids is I really love drinking. Like I love it. I love it on a Tuesday. I love it on a, on a weird day. I mean, I, I have to limit it now because my body just isn't letting me cause I'm old lady now, but like I love drinking. And if I would have had a kid, I still would have loved drinking. And then I would have been a bad parent. You I know mean, what I, I mean?
2: If, if I may quote um, St. Kavanaugh, I love beer. <laughs> I love beer.
1: Beer can make bread. I know. I love, I would drink. I, but, i get it like being a good parent and and drinking and having and using that particular drug as much as you want are are just not things that can go together
2: it's not that it's having the ability to stay awake so like the kid's bedtime her wind down routine it's become mine oh oh if i can stay awake 15 minutes past her bedtime i'm amazed these days it's wow i've really settled into this i'm i'm informed are you stay at home dad no, God, no! I'm, okay, no, my no, wife, you're the IT thing. No, my okay. wife suffers okay. um, terribly. Me and the kid. <laughs> um, she's raising two children, as she says. Um, but uh, no, I'm my. I, it's it's incumbent on me. I, I make sure I get home in time for uh, for bedtime because that's 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 my opportunity to shine and to take the burden off the wife so she can actually get get out of mommy brain for a few minutes. She can watch British Bake Show as opposed to. Um, Oh, what's the Mr. Rogers tiger thing called? I keep, uh, Daniel tiger. Oh,
1: that's a new, I haven't, I know I don't do screen time with, when I hang out with kids because it freaks me out. And like, I just can't watch that. Like Thomas the train, like I'll start to memorize things. Like I'll, if I have to watch it too much, I just I just can't do it. I have to like play games.
2: And yeah, who'd have thought Ringo would be better voiceover than he was a drummer? Um, that, beat is that
0: Ringo's voice.
2: That's Ringo, the, Mr. The, the, Topham hat. The the that's his Ringo that does the introduction. I don't I, know what other voices he is, but um, that's,
1: that's great.
2: Yeah, next time you listen to "Obladi Obladare" and then Thomas the Tank Engine, you're not doing drugs. That's oh. the same voice. Oh man! But no, Peppa Pig and uh, and and Daniel Tiger are our two. Um, like when the meltdown is too long like we don't have to beat or strangle the child like i was <laughs> we can give her a friggin' ipad oh i see it's like okay before we have to call child protection services and turn ourselves in take that and go into your corner and be happy
0: right right right
2: and we'll come back in 20 minutes and love you again.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: sure. You know, car journeys with an iPad. Because I spy with a two-year-old is pretty limited. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're just not that intelligent. <laughs> it's shoes and noses.
1: <laughs> Go A uh, new one. Uh, it's not new, It's but it's good. It's the Charlie and Lola. Although, oh. if you have... If you only have one child, so... You won't, you don't want her to have a brother or sister, do you? Because that's what that's all that book makes one. If you're an only child and you read Charlie and Lola, it just they're like, when am I getting a brother? Or
2: I I'm, I'm I'm rather keen on the idea. Oh, um, good. Well, then
1: read Charlie and Lola. It's really Mrs., good.
2: Mrs. Garceide ideas... Less keen. Uh, I think it's mainly because she has to carry it uh. um, and give birth to it.
1: Do, do, does the existence of babies and having your own now does that make you believe more in the existence of a god?
2: So this is this is this this. You know, as I was thinking about this the last couple of days, you know, on, coming here, and I was. I was like, no, that's it. I'm done with real religion. So I told you the Africa thing, and then I went to it a couple of years ago, a couple more than twenty, nearly twenty years ago. I went to India, and the drive from Mumbai airport to my hotel was the most spiritually harrowing of my life. Oh my god! <laughs> what did you see? So, <laughs> so I, you're flying in. I'm flying into the airport. And you can see the slums as you're flying in you can you're flying in literally over the slums and the first 30 minutes of the journey are through the slums and people first of all there are people with disfigurements second of all people disfigure themselves to be a better beggar what they will break their arms in multiple places they will put them through they will break fingers and get all twisted up and you know, there's tales uh, of people you know being sprayed with acid to be a better beggar. You know, oh, you'll make much more money if your half, you know, the left hand side of your face is melted off. Whoa! And they are at the windows begging. And I mean, this isn't just you know your guy on the you know panhandler on the other street. I mean, like this is pro level begging and I'm going through this and I, I see you see the kids running around and I always had this principle I, a wonderful guy I worked with um, years ago taught me never eat in hotel restaurants oh. you, you won't learn anything of the culture of the places that you're in by eating in a hotel restaurant there's always going to be Pastor Alfredo whether you're in <laughs> Thailand South Africa or America you'll know, right. you learn nothing and so I always as a habit would say to the whichever team I was supporting wherever look um, either let's have dinner at your favorite hole in the wall well, let's have dinner at your house. You know, let's let's do something different. Right. And I, I spent a little bit of time, tiny bit of time, and I'm talking like hours, in one of these slums in Mumbai. And that was the minute where I'm done with religion. Really? I'm done. Because there is nothing these people have done to deserve that. Why would God create a parasite whose soul... Ambition, its sole purpose in life is to burrow into a child's eyeball. Why would he do that? Why? Why could you know? Why? I I see there is no value to this suffering. That they're not learning from it. They're not becoming better because of it. Sure. This is just some colonial claptrap to say, well, you know, if you're good, then in the next life things will be better. And and I was like, no. No, no. We as a society created this shit. No,
1: I and I agree with that. I think we. Created- <laughs> and and
2: what we said is, well, we've done all we can. This is this is this is Jesus, or Devesh, or Allah, or you know? I mean, and unfortunately, at that point, I decided that the Torah, the Bible, the Quran, and all of the holy books would have only the same weight and value as Harry Potter.
0: Oh.
2: Because they're all magical stories. <laughs> they're all inspirational and they're all about the good guy winning. But let's let's not let's not beat around the bush. You know, it's that it's the same it I I was like, wow. Okay. These people did nothing to deserve. No one deserves this.
1: I'd like to believe in Harry Potter. That's a fun religion. I mean, that whole Hermione thing with the little time saver, the little thingy babob that she'd turn upside down and she could stop time and go do something else. I was like, dang. Hermione,
2: Hermione is an issue. (laughs) Because... Because she's a witch! (laughs) No! Witch witch bit's fine, and the time stuff, and the cloak, and all that stuff, I'm fine. What I'm worried about is that I, you know, this is like, I've seen this kid grow up. I mean, she's now fulsome. Uh, And yet, she wasn't, you know, in number one, and it's it's kind of like, does that not make me a pervert?
1: Well, uh, the question is, if...
2: I mean, I am. There's no questions.
1: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) No, it's like watching. I don't think that. Okay, so I've had the same quandary when um, my boyfriend, I hate the word boyfriend. It's so infantilizing. My partner, life partner, which just sounds gay. Like, I don't know what to call him anyway. My my a special hug buddy. Current that shag. I, my, yeah, that I've lived with. But shag is too t- transitory. We've been living together for like forever now. It's like, oh, well, we've been together for like five years. So anyways, this guy. <laughs> he has these pictures of himself in high school and younger and he made me watch this video of him playing football as a child and like, I've seen pictures of him, like his high school yearbook, he played water polo and he was like a sexy 15, 15- he was, like, I'm like, whoa, like I have,
2: he filled a speedo. did he?
1: It's not about the size of the day, di- it's like he has no, a tummy that. and like, <laughs> I like, don't yeah. where I went. Yeah, okay. His, te- he had the six pack, eight pack thing and the little, the muscles, well he still has a lovely tummy but, The 15-year-old pictures of him. Now, that's not my fault. That doesn't make me like into, I mean, he was, I would have been into him when I was 15, I'm sure as well. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. I have, I have one, I have one joke that people, and I love to do it and people don't always let me, but it's, we'll see because you're a parent if you think it's too gross. Having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia. I'm, I'm just being a good nanny, right? Like I'm getting banged from behind, so I'm having a good time. The baby can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway. So I'm smiling. It's smiling. We're having a good time. And just because the baby's first words are, uh, uh, doesn't make me a bad nanny.
2: You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. And okay. don't worry, my darling wife, if you listen to it, I'm not going to do any of the jokes you know I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> but having sex on top of a baby is not bad, it? I, Sometimes the kid falls asleep and you suddenly find yourself with the energy you didn't expect. Right.
1: And, and there's nothing wrong. That sister wrong? or
2: brother ain't going to come from nowhere. Right. At some point, mummy and daddy, you're gonna have to hold hands again.
1: Right. Well, and the thing is that, like, you're fine. You can pretty much do anything in front of the baby until they're like two, two and a half is when they start. Once they start developing language and they can like, and then they're like, "What are you doing?" Then you're like, "Fuck."
2: Yeah, we we, we still we still shower and everything like a family and stuff. And That's I just cute. I we, it's Swedish. Yeah. You can get away with that stuff until like you're 13, 15, I think. Um, it's showering down. Departs of your eco, it still goes on into your 50s.
1: If there's nothing wrong with sh- sh- saving water.
2: Oh, is that why they do it? <laughs> oh, well, that makes so much more sense than my thoughts. Okay, fine. Oh, we
1: well, having a baby. How much has your life changed since? I mean, is it, it's just 100% different. Like. <laughs> you you go to bed super early now you watch dumb tv shows you
2: i don't watch them almost shows believe in god I'm, I'm pathological this is where me and my wife argue i don't um i say i don't watch tv and i i can't stand tv i i believe it intellect it just dumbs you down i love yeah. reading and uh and i'm one of those people i'm blessed i i love my work and so I don't email at night, but I love reading about the research and stuff that goes on around what I do.
1: Wow, so like non-fiction reading, even.
2: Yeah, I, it's just I love learning. I really do love learning. I love, I love to challenge myself intellectually. I, I love to throw myself into something I don't understand and just learning as we go. Uh, I can't stand having the TV on in the bedroom when I, I can't sleep. It's like I need it off, and that's... Yeah. That'll probably be the cause of our divorce. She likes to uh, fall
1: asleep with a TV on? Yeah,
2: it's, uh, it's something that...
1: That's a bad habit.
2: Uh, you know what? I mean, you should, yeah, uh, Danica, you heard it. Uh, no, it is, says it, it that long, you're going to hell.
1: I was, I know, yeah, you're damned. My, my, uh, ex-husband and I used... And that's why, right?
2: Because of the because TV. Because of the TV.
1: No, it, there's many reasons. <laughs> uh, if she ever off, offers up the butt, you know that you're, she's going to leave you the next day. That's just a little, uh, pro tip. Uh... But, so, my ex-husband... She's
2: writing that one down.
1: Yeah, if she ever said be like, oh, my God, are we okay? What do I have to do? Flowers, chocolates, what do you need, honey? I'll rub your feet. Um, But my ex-husband, we used to think that we were, you know, better than everybody else because we didn't have a TV in the bedroom because he read something in the early thousands about, like, having a TV in your bedroom is bad for your sleep. Mm -hmm. Just, like, it's just bad because it's the... It's like the not not just the sound because sound's not a bad thing, but it's the way that the light comes out in the pixelated way and like what it does to your eyes and all that. Like it just sort of disrupts
2: sleep. No, I believe that. I I don't mind it being on from a sound point of view, but I will turn away from it, which also means turning away from her, which is kind of you know relationship.
1: But if you leave yourself toward it, it the light flashing on your eyes. I don't think that that's I don't think that's good either.
2: No, but I... How did we get onto TVs in bed? Um,
1: I, because, I don't know, that's a good question. Because God lives in the TV. No, I don't know. But d- you're not supposed to have TVs in your bedroom.
2: No, I, I, I'm passionate about that one. I, 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 I'm... Um, I'd much rather read than...
1: Wait, because if you fall asleep with a book, then the book just sort of falls off you and off the bed. But if you fall asleep with the TV on, it just stays on... Or the way to do it is to do
2: the little sleep
1: button. They all have the sleep button. They,
2: our TV does not. You don't have the sleep button. We do not. If, if the we 15, had one.
1: 30, 45 60 It's the best.
2: I am a horrible person. When I came here, my, my mother-in-law um, used to watch TV all night, and then sorry, used to watch TV all night and then sleep all day. She she, she was unwell, she was very unwell, and and and. Um, And I decided that I knew better than any medical professional and all the rest of my family, somewhat arrogantly, um, that colonial thing. (laughs) And so I hacked the TV, uh, not like a big, big hack, but I put the hours on it so it would switch off automatically at 10 and wouldn't turn on until seven. And then I changed the code so that no one else could ever change it again. And I did it randomly so even I didn't know the code, so I couldn't be broken by the rest of the family. So so if you ever wanted to watch anything on the big TV downstairs after 10 o'clock.
1: It just didn't work.
2: Luck, yeah. Wow. But that function isn't on our TV in the bedroom. I'm not sure if my wife chose the TV because it didn't have that function. Yeah, She is cleverer than I am. I mean, she's got two degrees. She's got, you know, she's like super smart. I mean, she married me. She's, <laughs> she's poor really judgment. She's- <laughs> uh, um, I think she thought she was marrying Hugh Grant pretty much until the last minute.
1: Were you just having a phone, like you were having a phone relationship? Was it like phone sex? Like, <laughs> she had no, you were, you were.
2: <laughs> no, it was, it was a long distance. I, I was oh, still it over there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, The. Um,
1: so you got to believe in God. You got to believe in love. Like the distance of the well, world and the are, universe, yeah. man. Like you found each other.
2: I held my daughter. So that, when I came back to the, my moment, a momentary lapse in my confirmed atheism. One was in a military system situation I cannot talk about. All right. Not with the radio. I'll tell you, later, I'll, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a, there's a, some good material there in its own right. The other one was my um, my wife, uh, when she was giving birth, went into um, preeclampsia. Real it's quick.
1: A, is that a bad thing? I don't know what preeclampsia means. Uh,
2: blood pressure was, um, was falling. Very, very quickly. Oh. Um, and she was starting to get the shakes, uh, which is the onset of. Um, it's not a good situation. Gotcha. And so she was going to be having an emergency C section. Uh, essentially, emergency, and they were going to back a truck up and just rip it out. It ah! and <laughs> is that what
1: the doctor said? That's they, great. They said, said they,
2: said it, it, they said that we're going to wind the Pitocin down, the drug that s- stimulates the childbirth. Um, and, and if we see no progress in the next ten, you'll be in in eleven. <laughs> um, and, and it was serious, serious, serious. She was starting to have small seizures, and it was, it was, it was not good. And I had this—there was this question: only one person could go into the OR with her, and it was either going to be me or the doula. See that white middle-class thing coming back again. <laughs> um, and I said it's got to be the doula because I, my medical knowledge is not that good. Um, and if somebody has to make a decision, I want the person with experience. Like if this is an IT security issue and you're being hacked, you want me not the doula. Right, okay? right, That's right, a situation right. where you don't want Felicia in the room. Okay? Yeah. You, want, you want Big John. <laughs> um, you don't want to be having a, oh, I'm just going to start a conference call with John. No, you don't. It needs to be. You want the people with the knowledge and the experience in the room. And I've never felt so alone in my life. Alone and scared. And and bear in mind this wasn't happening to me. Um and I just had DoorDash deliver some hummus from Orange. So I'm I'm like I'm like You were
1: feeling close to Jesus I, because you was, were eating was, his foods.
2: Yeah, I had my Mediterranean foods and, and uh and I held my daughter for the first time like eight minutes later. Oh wow. This was fast this was they, they said my wife said how long is this going to take and they said we're already in whoa um you know your, your kidneys are over there um, <laughs> it's like a butcher shop in here right now and um sorry darling and i held her and i have never felt so small in my life never huh and at that point And I'd been thinking about these things. I'd recounted these stories of India and and, and Africa and other times in my life, and we'd been talking about raising her. My wife comes from a good Methodist family, and they are good people. They are spiritual. They are Christian. They believe in community. They believe in helping one another. It's just that good old-fashioned Midwest values with a tinge of Wesleyan thinking. (laughs) Water drinking as well. (laughs) And I just thought at that point, okay. I don't believe, but no harm's gonna come from it,
1: right? And tolerate it.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm willing to 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 go along with this, but at the same time, understand, Bill Hicks was right. It's a zombie Jew.
0: <laughs> That's right. He
1: is. As
2: long as you don't forget that bit, I'm fine. I'll I'll live with that.
0: Well,
1: and as long as I mean i think that jesus is good but to a point because you i mean anything can be super fanatical and but they almost like kind of certain sects of christianity wanted you to be really fanatical and especially as a kid and i really fell into that because i'm you know was very theatrical anyways so evangelical theatrical like suspending my belief all that kind of stuff i was like hell yeah i'm into jesus all of that kind of did do a number on me because I really believed like the Bible and all the things that all these people told me in this community. Like I believed that that was all right. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, the world is so different. And this is, I am so naive and Jesus isn't real. And all like, it was just so scary. When you find out that so, kind of so
2: stuff, I got to tell you about the chaplain at the school. I oh yeah, yeah. So I went, I, I, I went to a boarding school. I was a bad little bastard. There's no two ways about it. But um, like
1: what? You're putting peanut butter in people's shorts, or what were you doing? Were you like you weren't murdering cats or anything? Were right? you? I wasn't at the cat camp.
2: murdering bit, but I was at the you know should we put him into care or send him to military school point.
1: Wow. Did you were running out, staying out late, smoking cigarettes?
2: No. No. um, So I'm autistic. I I have Asperger's. Non-standard presenting Asperger's, apparently. So I can do the big things with numbers. And, you know, I have like a day. So the comedy is what I love doing, but I have a day job. I'm a director of product marketing for a big ass security company. Um, super cool. Designing firewalls and crap like that. But I have this um, persona. I adapted that helps me deal with life Mm. so my natural inclination is to hate big crowds and people I'd never met before but because of the way I was brought up the inheritance I got from my folks who ran hotels was I met hundreds of people a day Hmm. so I just developed this persona that that, that handles people on my behalf sounds a bit weird I know but I've got used to it and um So I I joke about, we have John and Jonathan. So John's the guy that that handles the world, and Jonathan's the one that goes at home, and he's a dad. These aren't voices in my head. No,
0: no, 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 no. it's just,
2: uh, it's a coping mechanism. So whenever I'm out, and you'll notice, like, now I have my nice jacket on with my puffed-up collar. That's John. Jonathan dresses like a slob.
1: But you, (laughs) I can't believe that you're... High functioning Aspergers because you do eye contact really well. We've been having a conversation for fifty minutes, mm-hmm. and there's been no awkwardness or lull or so. This is just the persona of John. This is, can do that. This is no problem.
2: No problem at all. And I'm conversational. And you know, it's my my dream in life would be to be one of the the great raconteurs like Pista Utenov or Dudley or um, Peter Cook or you know that would be just my. But I understand that it's a facade. Huh. Um, It's a facade I enjoy. It's like I've divorced. I put my ego into a different persona. But who did your
1: wife meet? Did your wife meet John or did she meet Jonathan? And does she know both of them? Well, obviously she knows both of them.
2: She does. And and it became more apparent over the years. Um, I think probably most, I got to meet her ex. My wife's ex's sister was my wife's um, maid of honor. Oh, uh, like trailer parks at Carmel Valley um, and, and they're lovely people um, uh, they're from the Carolinas and they're very you know, her, her dad is a, an amazing person, has accomplished a great deal in medicals, science and the like and affiliated with Duke just good people I was nervous as hell <laughs> but I had, my, I had my, uh, my waistcoat to protect me it sounds really retarded, and I'm aware of this. But as long as I've got a defense, I don't have to use my outward personality, which is I'd rather be a big person and a big voice than let you get to know the real me. Uh, so that's where the comedy comes in, because it's sure. great. Because I'm just like, okay, um, hey, quiet asshole. Get in your box. We don't need you for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and I can... Because the big assholes also lost me jobs in the past time as well. So what?
1: you're super funny, though. You're just really like clever and witty and personable. So, what's your stand-up comedy like?
2: Um, what's it like? Uh, I so it, it varies. I love the writing process. I love the. I love, see this is the thing that's. The, I love the intellectual challenge of creating something. First of all, there's nothing new.
3: Hmm.
2: We're we're all recycling old, but putting today's spin on it, you know, uh, today's Trump joke is yesterday's Nixon joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, True. And so I love taking the uh, the influences that, that I had and making it relevant today. And then, um, and I'm horrible. One of the things, I'm horrible with names. And so I'm really sorry, David, I can't remember your surname, but there's uh, not Stolowitz, but there's, there's another David down in the South Bay who I- is a pro. And does only clean material.
0: Oh!
2: And I mean, I'm in awe of that man, because the British accent—if I swear—it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> you know? yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, this is—I can do 20 minutes of curse words, and and I'll, I'll you know blow the roof off the place. Right. But my thing is, I, I love a good story with a twist. Uh huh. I like a little darkness. You know, I loved Bill Hicks. is it that, yeah, yeah. um, that was my. That was we actually. In this boarding school, we actually had bootleg tapes coming in. It's kind of old school, yeah. And you know, listening to um, to Pryor and Hicks and uh, Robin Williams and stuff, and and just listening to albums on tape just, that were copied a million times and really poor quality, and and, crazy and scratchy. And we didn't understand the world that this humor came from. Hmm. Like, yeah, you know, Arizona Bay. We were like, is that even possible?
1: Arizona Bank. It's true. There's no water in Arizona. Uh,
2: come the big one, there will be.
1: Uh, the, uh, hey, I. Uh, Richard Pryor said something before he got on stage once, and someone said, "You know, what do you what do you want to do out there tonight? What do you what do you want?" And he said, "I just want the audience to like me."
2: And I would don't. Yeah, and I. I don't want the audience to like me. I want them to. I want them to think, "Why was I laughing at that?" Oh, that's interesting. I want it, an intellectual challenge. I hate lowbrow.
0: I'm so lowbrow. A lot of times,
2: I, I so I, I did. I was really lucky. I did my first uh, my first real stand up thing at Roosters. Uh, be early in the year, so I'd been doing comedy, but it was always part of my sales training. There was jokes about the fact that if I did a straight to camera sales training video, it would be 15 minutes, but if it was in a room with people, it was 45 minutes. Right. But most of it was just my jokes. Right. And then I was inspired to take the sales training out of the material right and uh, i was really lucky dna was hosting and so many people had come up that i got given um the the feature spot and i did my make america great again stuff and it's not the regular there's no trump jokes in it it was literally i'm from a british country i'm from Great Britain, we've had great in the name for 2000. What is it we've got that you want? (laughs)
0: That's very funny. Uh,
2: You know, it can't be our teeth. These aren't teeth. These are Tic Tacs that I super glued into the hole. (laughs) And it was just a a contrast. And I wanted people to think they were laughing and that was good. I have a big thing about immigration. I'm not your regular immigrant. You know, yeah. uh, myself, Raul, and uh, and Sanjay were taking it back. Um, <laughs> you know, and everyone's laughing, and you could see them thinking, "Why am I laughing?" It appealed at that good old level, and if I can keep doing that, that's my passion is getting people to laugh without them realizing why. Huh. It's it's there's and the the better the depth, the longer the the longer it will last. Right. Good material is so hard to create. Like, laughs are cheap. Laughs that you can keep using and and repeating and get people thinking is... That's where the real fun is.
1: Yeah, I mean... I, I try not to. I mean, I, I don't try. I try not to be political in my stuff, but I end up always being political. Like everything, all language is political. Blah blah blah. But I I end up t- doing a lot of feminist jokes, and I don't want to be a heavy-handed feminist. But it just, I'm a lady, and that's the way it is. It's just like you doing British jokes. It'd be like if you didn't do any jokes about being British and you have an accent, then it was like you might as well harp on it because you. It is you it's part of you. It's how I, you were raised. Harp is the wrong word. But no, the no, it's a great
2: it. opener. But but you're 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 you know this is where I'm envious of you. You're in San Francisco. Uh, what a be- what an awesome place to be a feminist. one place where it won't piss anyone off. Yeah, won't pisses
1: everybody off because I'm the wrong. I'm a bad feminist here. I'm a, I yeah. It's here everyone's so feminist that I'm like a bad feminist. But I'm like I'm a bad. Fa- like, wow, well, feminist, do I have to be? What do I have to? No, I get called a bad feminist because I I will always like Bill Cosby.
2: We all did. I, I
1: don't. I can't say did, though. I still do. I mean, I know he's in jail or whatever for assaulting women in a terrible way, but it doesn't... I still like him as an artist and appreciate his work. My wife and I were talking about and this. And I'd she, book him. if
2: It so was can. a morning. She went through a mourning process. This was a big part of her, you know... Her be, there was family values that he imparted. Mm. And with humor, which is one of the best ways to learn. Sure. And, you know, she, questioned, she, she had to... The the, the the feminine part of us said, oh, my God. And the other part of us said, you're fucking up my, part of my childhood. Part yeah, of, exactly. You, I respected you. This is not, this wasn't meant to happen, you know. And it was, uh, it, it's kind of, don't get me wrong, what he did was wrong. But you then see the other side, of, you know, you see the the, the, the Louis C.K. kind of thing. I'm like. Really? I can't masturbate in public anymore? That's now a problem? (laughs) Well, I... Oh, I I can masturbate, but not towards somebody. That's the line. uh, Right, because
0: on the BART, there's, like, two guys on the way
1: here, like, jerking off, whatever. But, I I mean, I also don't necessarily have a problem with Louis C.K. Because, like, if he wanted to jerk off in front of me, I'd hopefully be... Clever enough to say like Yeah man You know whip it out But you better tell some jokes About your pathetic little wiener Like while you're doing it
2: But well, that's the strength Of the you give me you something
1: You give me something If you're gonna get something Out of this Then I want you to do it In front of me To talk about your pathetic Little wiener Like you do all the time On stage all the time He talks about that on stage I'm like do one of your jokes
2: But that's the personas And then that's his version Of my issue That's having the multiple personas And knowing which one You can and cannot use In the right places mm. um, I don't have a wiener Whipping out persona Sure I'm if I'm Good disappointing friend. you, I. No, um, that's very funny. But it, it, it's unfortunately it's exploitative. It's it's knowing your power and and, and using it. And I don't think that's ever. Yeah, that's it's ever just right. that
1: as a feminist, I finally am excited to like you know. Have the rights that men have, and I want to be exploitative too. Everyone's always going to exploit someone else. That's the way the world works. That's why God doesn't exist, and that's why it's terrible that the English people did to the Ind- Indonesians or the Indians and what we do to Bangladesh. I don't and we think make we did go, the
2: Indonesian. I think that was. What, th- did we do that one? I don't. All. all I don't stuff, think then. Indonesia was us. But. Us now, like the U.S., we've
1: screwed up like Bangladesh, where we make people make our clothes for no money, where we make them make our iPhones for no money. And then we don't treat them like people, but we want to be people. We're special people. Like all of that stuff is just, I, I, everyone's humans are exploitative. That's how you make money. And so the problem is that guys get power and they exploit other But it's called the casting couch for a reason. Like it was called a thing in the 80s and everyone knew it. It's like, why would it exist if it didn't exist? Like, yes, men will use their power to make women sleep with them. To women And women will use their femininity and their sexuality to try to get ahead or even sometimes they don't. And that's when it's exploitative. Blah, blah, blah. But like as a feminist, I'm like, I want to be able to exploit some shit now. Like I want to like you know cat call some men or you know grab a butt on the bart or something like
2: so, so let me come, so let me come back to the point this is where i was saying about my, the, the the line which my chaplain gave him and it's a lesson i want to give to my daughter and it kind of brings every, everything you just said to one point so our chaplain at this this school which had a military sort of semi-military background it was you got to bear in mind this place was like Hogwarts. <laughs> I mean, this is in the, this is in the northwest of England. If you look at a map and you see the bit that juts out furthest into the into the North Sea, into the Irish Sea, the coldest, most windblown part of the country, that's where they put this school for little bastards. <laughs> and um, and. The chaplain, and, and I forget his name, and I really wish I could remember. He it. It was a wonderful person. He was the most non-religious chaplain I've ever met, he, he, and he had this, this thing he said to us: "Faith in God is a lack of faith in oneself." Wow! And it stuck. And it, and it was one of these weird things. I remembered him saying it, and. I didn't really speak to anyone I went to school with for twenty odd years. A few years ago the school was in danger of closing and a load of us went back for school day, whatever it was called. And I asked a couple of them, I said, Do you remember the chaplain? And they Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the old boys thing? And he said, yeah, there was a good number of us won, a good number of old boys won Victoria Cross as the highest thing you can win in a medal you can win usually usually awarded posthumously mm. uh you know the guy that you know took down a panzer with his teeth those kinds of you know uh people and um he gave both eyes and then his leg you know those kind of chaps and and and, and hendy said oh yeah faith in gods lack of faith in oneself oh my god he did say that i believed this for 20 years wow. thinking i'd remembered it and, and you know what he was right i didn't so much when you think of prayer isn't that just meditation and one's problems you yeah, know potentially I, and if absolutely you're going to solve the problem through thinking about it and not thinking about Raul and whether or not his loaves are going to race
0: right uh,
1: wow yeah you know that's interesting that well that's that goes to the whole Buddhist thing too of like meditation and and self-reflection and, but then it also works in the Christianity thing because you have to confess your sins making. So if the only, you know, it's the same AA thing. The only way to acknowledge, to fix the problem is to acknowledge that you have a problem. And so when you go to your priest or you go to pray to God and go like, you know, I can't stop doing this or this behavior, blah, blah, blah. And then you're thinking about it and it's almost like cognitive, uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm hmm.
2: No, it is. It's in, in, you know, this is where those principles come from. To focus on one's problems, the only way you're going to solve it, problems don't solve themselves Um, unless you're rich, which is. (laughs)
0: uh,
1: That's exciting. If you're rich, donate to Mutiny Radio here. Absolutely. You can always just give us money in our PayPal at, what is it? MutinyRadioFM at gmail.com. We like we like or go to our website ww.mutinyradio.fm and press the donate button.
2: Even take the bitcoin that's devalued by seventy five percent in the last Did year. Did that happen? It's it's down to like a value that no one cares about. Um uh, wow.
1: I know so many people
2: that like freaked out about Bitcoin last
1: year and they were like, You've got to invest in Bitcoin and I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna Like Are you kidding me? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just <laughs> like it on the record. I did not use a lot of the company's server infrastructure to mine Bitcoin. I did not do. I that. don't
1: even know what that means. I even watched a Vice thing on mining Bitcoin, and I still don't understand it. And if Vice is like news for dummies, you know, and I'm like, I still I like, couldn't it, get is it, is it. it. I like no, it. Mean, I like, I like, their like it take. Too, for everybody. I like. I like.
2: I don't literal. like their co founders, but I like their. I like their take. I, li- I like what they're doing too.
1: They're exposing a lot of things, but they tried really hard to help me understand Bitcoin, and I just was. I'm still like, blah. There's some servers, and you might it and then you that people buy the currency it doesn't exist yeah but either does the money backing the US dollar so it's just about like which which structure do we want to believe in it's just like religion we all decided hey this little bill that looks like this means this and then the euro this things and then you guys are like we like the pound we like Brexit's crazy Brexit
2: like Brexit really I don't know. I mean, I... we screwed up and then America said, "Wait, hold my beer. We've got an idea here. Hold yeah, on." Well, I just we're going to turn the country into a reality show. But
1: yeah, right. What was the point of being a part of the eu if you weren't going to use the euro that's how i always felt like why well, be a part of the, the only reason to be a part of the eu is to all share the same currency but then even when you go from country to country things still cost differently because of
0: yeah, however it's
1: valued there so like food in greece was super cheap <sighs> and food in italy was more expensive and i'm sure food in france is hell of expensive
2: no no Oh no, completely the other way Food in France is incredibly inexpensive Really? Wow. High quality food is inexpensive Because it's a socialist thing With lots of subsidies going directly to the farmer To keep the cost of production down Wow um, no, the 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 wrong. I'm sure that you could get a million people to say things differently. the The euro and Europe two completely different issues. It was a trading agreement. It was a free it was um, free trade between twenty seven countries. No tariffs on services or goods. Um, free extra so products could just move in easily between supply chains could be created, but also people could move as well. and that's ultimately what uh, caused problems because we didn't want poor people coming into the country because that offends one's middle class values. They don't go to the right church. <laughs> and um you know um wow. And so the currency was less of an issue and it it was unfortunately everything was going so well everyone thought they could do it on their own without support. And unfortunately I think we're about to see sometime after March 29th things are not going to be that way anymore. Wow. Um same same you know what this you, Another thing I love about America, and I didn't understand it, is an outsider. So I've been traveling here since West Wing was new. <laughs> um, much of my career, I owe a ridiculous amount. So I became essentially a professional writer because of Aaron Sorkin. Uh, I wanted to be able to speak as elegantly. And thoughtfully, as his characters did.
1: <laughs> his characters.
2: I'm not joking. Did. This is a, this is a serious no, thing. I used characters. to use I used to mmm and use the word like way too much. Mm, me too. Uh, I thought there were points of grammar. Now I just use swearing. <laughs> and I I thought that this was you know everything that was wonderful about America was 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 bound up in this. And it was for a time. But then as you get more and more successful, you kind of coast into easy mode. And we, as an outsider, everyone, in previous administrations, everyone said the power of the states. The states are what are going to, you know, derail Obama's, uh, you know, federalistic approach to things. And states' rights. I live in California. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> Screw the other forty-nine of you. We've we've got the money. We've got Teslas. What have you got?
1: Yeah. Right. We you got know? we got weed, yo. We
2: got weed. We got Teslas, and you know it's um, you know you get
1: the movie industry.
2: We got, we got well, a lot of food. What I love is the fact that <laughs> the
1: Mexicans were friends with the Mexicans.
0: Hell
2: yeah. It's like they wouldn't. Here's the thing. It's like we're gonna shut the border. I'm gonna be like. Really? Yeah. Have you been to San Diego? If you <laughs> seriously, you're going to shut the border in San Diego. Okay, fine. Um, this isn't going to work for you. We, we welcome immigration. It's yeah. like, you know, most people thought I was Juan Garcia for years.
1: <laughs> With the accent. Absolutely. We're uh, closing on down in our time. I'm sure you've got a real job to get back to, right? No, you don't. That's exciting.
2: I'm, uh, I'm hosting a, an event in town tonight. i I'm oh, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm being a corporate shill. Oh, fun. I'm uh, at, at the Salesforce Tower for a security startup thing. Neat. So, no Neat. jokes. What, are you just going to talk about
1: Salesforce?
2: No, no, I'm just... Oh, that about host, security. They're, they're, I'm talking about security tonight. I'm, I'm hosting... Some startups are going to beg for money. Uh, uh, they're going to tell people what their ROI is and what's how many an events... ROI? Return on investment. Mm-hmm. How, many? How
1: about Mutiny Radio? We have no ROI. <laughs> we, you're,
2: you're I want to get money. How do I percent. get
1: money from a start? I can't. Can't I be like, well, it's not like a
0: startup because we've been. I've been doing this for like five years now, but I still need money. <laughs> you know, give it some money.
2: It, there's, there's, there is um, there is a role. For investment in the community. And I think you would be a great model for that. Well You give back and you create a platform. And you think of how many comedians have come through here and gone on to better things. And why aren't they giving you 20%? <laughs> no, you
1: know, That's the question.
2: Didn't. How can they live with themselves? Well, they're not tithing
1: to their, you know... To, to holy Mary, Mother of God,
2: and and they should. I wish um, they would. They know the email address to PayPal that cash to, don't they?
1: Yeah, please. If you're uh, no comedians, listen to this show. I have, I have no idea who listens to this show. We had great ratings last month, though. We had like fifteen thousand downloads for the month.
2: You had great guests. I have that might be part of it. The, uh, probably. This is going to be a lull. No, this one don't be great. No, I they're going to listen. They're going to be people. like, wait, what's the English English accent? Oh my God, it's colonial repression again. They get angry as soon as they, They'll be like, no, we want our tea with ice cubes in it
1: help help I'm being repressed look at the violence inherent in the system <laughs>
2: I, mean, <laughs> I, got, I, I got I nearly got fired for putting that into a corporate blog wow really that's so funny though I mean, if you google my name you'll find my old corporate blog and there is a picture of uh, a meme of of it and uh, just know that I got strung up by my curly whirly so is that, one. is
0: that
1: I mean that's got to be difficult line to dance your work life versus the comedy stuff I mean not that you're like doing a bunch of dick jokes or anything, but you don't think that like people at work knowing the comedy that that can only can it, you see it as only helping each other rather than maybe hurting. It or?
2: So I um, the place I worked last was the best place I've ever worked in my life. Best group of people. We delivered everything The corporate soulless person would want 40% growth in uh in a mere 20% growth in a hundred million dollar business and I did ex- you know but I also put a ridiculous amount of John into that as opposed to Jonathan mm. and there was too much of my personality into that I meant I didn't I took too many chances and I didn't I, and I put too much really high quality comedic material into <laughs> what should have been a Security event. And so the feedback was always either, that was amazing, I learned so much, or why do you let this person out of your building? <laughs> uh, why did you give him a microphone? <laughs> and I, and uh, are you familiar with the principle of ad hominem? No. So a wonderful person called Aaron Eddy taught me this one, and I wish I'd been taught this at school. I had a freaking Latin teacher that could have taught me what ad hominem actually was. So you believe the thing the person's saying... But because they're an asshole, you're not going to listen. Interesting. And
1: oh my god, I think people think that about me all the time.
2: Oh, uh, I can't imagine that for a second.
1: No, no, I uh, I can do that excited girl thing on stage where it's like, look at me, look at me, and they're like, we don't want to look at you.
2: Yeah, the the, so the, the message it's ad hominem. Is, sometimes you should shoot the messenger. And <laughs> uh, message is great, but have someone else say it. And um, and, and basically, my personality cost me a gig and and a good group of friends. I had, I had the perfect job where um, I didn't work because I loved what I did so much. Wow. And unfortunately, I screwed up. But I always wanted to chance the line. And so I made it my personal mission that every single corporate blog I ever wrote has a Monty Python reference. in it. Oh, that's funny. So um, IT security is like fish slapping. <laughs> um, the um, instead of network access control, uh, so network access control and the comparisons to a repressive society, which yeah. had the meme in it. Sure. Uh, and there's loads of them in there, and I was constantly um, sneaking them through.
1: But you made things fun, and IT is so dry, and security is so dry. Is it just like? people have no senses of humor or they just don't want it they're like this is not the medium for humor the,
2: the reality of security um he says you know going a corporate shelf for a minute is that it's like being a fire uh like being a um a firefighter mm. a good day nothing happens ah uh, <laughs> that's right you're, you're you're investing for nothing sure. like th- th- my outcome is i don't want anything to happen and so the 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 roi is so 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 how many attacks did we beat all of them oh well what do we do next keep doing it
0: right it's
2: it's 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 a very so there's comedy has its there is a darkness because i talk about uh you know when i'm talking about hacking and these things i do put comedy into it because you're challenging somebody's ego
1: but why would somebody this is philosophical on the security tip why would some why is someone hacking are they doing it to make money is it all about money or is it just like they're bored like what i don't i mean i can't even conceptualize what hacking is to be honest with you like i'm like i you stole my information so
2: it, it starts off with just exploiting structural weaknesses that's that's all it is infrastructural weaknesses the reasons for doing it the motivations for doing it are 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 incredibly human one you've got uh, these highly educated people that do not have careers in line with their expectations and they're acting out and that's how i ended up getting thrown out of school for you know
1: so hacking is internal
2: it's not just internal but um, you know, they want to use their capabilities, then they can't do them elsewhere, so they're going to do them here. And that, that's always existed. It's just that, you know, the, the kid in the back of the classroom not being paid attention, not having the opportunities, well, I'm going to create an opportunity. Right, I'm going to throw
1: rocks at you right, and exactly. you're negative attention seeking. Okay. There
2: is a financial side of things as well, and there is exploitation. You see that in ransomware and malware attacks and, uh, and those kind of things, and that is that is paying the bills. Um, you've got state sponsored. Um, I'm sure the U S does not do any of this at all. (laughs) Um, and that's, that is just, just a new version of warfare. Uh huh. Um,
1: I just been so I just don't, I'm the least technological person that I don't even have a smartphone. And so it's hard for me to conceptualize people's like your whole a lot of your life you've, your child and your wife obviously and the comedy but then the other many hours of your life and day is spent on these weird little boxes that we invented like not that long ago but they're everywhere and they control everything like what would happen if the electricity went out everywhere
2: well I'm, I'm white middle class and live in San Jose so I've got <laughs> Tesla power packs I'll be fine um, at least for a couple of days. No, um, it's, um, society is incredibly reliant upon technology and systems that didn't exist 10 years ago.
0: It's crazy.
2: Um, you know, can you imagine a world without Facebook? Um, uh, yeah, it was called MySpace. Well, I'm imagining. If, <laughs> I, I, I like to say I, that's a bit I've been working out. It's John Lennon's new tunes. You know, imagine, imagine a world without Facebook. <laughs> easy if you try. You
0: can't Twitter No, no
2: presidents to tweet at. Yeah. yeah. And so we're not. unfortunately these opportunities have been created to us. These inf- this infrastructure has been created, but as a culture we've not adapted at the same speed at its creation. You know, that, and that, that's the Silicon Valley, run fast and break things. Oh. And unfortunately, breaking things includes society, cultures, and communities. Right. Um, you look at the divisiveness. Do you think it's a coincidence that the, rea- the, the result of the um, uh, Florida governor election, over a million people cast their vote? But it came down to less than a few thousand. I mean when you're talking about devices and divisive yeah. and you're nearly one to one relationship.
1: And I noticed that on that when we did the elections. It was fifty 50 on everything. Everything was fifty fifty.
2: And it's it's and, and, and that is because the the echo chambers that we've created. And the security side of this is even more fun because you know, most of the people listening to this will use the same password for Facebook as they do for their email account, which they and they'll use a version of that for their back.
1: And I and I do that, but what's the
0: problem?
2: Well, once I've guessed one of them, I know your email address is probably going to be at gmail.com or at yahoo.com. If you've had the same Yahoo account and and, and password for the last four years, then bear in mind that there's about 30 million people it's actually, like me. It's
1: actually Hotmail.
2: Uh, <laughs> That's they, how gross I am. They haven't been breached for a while, but if you've not changed your password in the last five years, then I can probably get your password in about 20 seconds. Really? Yeah. It's a published list. What? Yeah. I, you just, I had to c- give a hand money recently. I can't
1: do more passwords. I
2: can't remember. I
1: finally get passwords I can
0: remember, and then they make me change
1: them.
2: So that's why you need to be sponsored by somebody like Dashlane. <laughs> 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 and I'm not going to call my <laughs> shill for them, but um, I yeah. have a father-in-law, and he's a lovely man, and he writes his passwords down, or he uses the same version of them all the time. And it's like, you're a security nightmare and you have access to pictures of my kid naked in a bath you know so we're going to be changing that
1: well naked in a bath is not a problem I mean I guess no none of it that's the thing about pornography it's not a problem for me
2: it's a problem for the people that have a problem problem, (laughs) exactly
1: a problem for the people that have a problem it's just like pictures of naked women aren't a problem unless you're like standing you know underneath a statue underneath the boobs of a statue wanking your yanker uh I'm so worried about the are you worried you brought a baby into the world? are you worried about the future? you feel pretty okay about it?
2: I'm worried for the rest of the world. she's gonna be fine. she's gonna kick their ass <laughs> right she's, she's got she's got a, she's got an amazing mother who is one of the most determined, well-organized, thoughtful, intelligent people I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. And she's got a dad who is a raging sociopath um, <laughs> with an accent. So she's going to be well she's equipped to handle this one. Well. She already be she she. Uh, uh, and I'm not proud, and I'm not condoning violence. <laughs> she beat the crap out of a four year old the other day. Wow! <laughs> I was so we we you know the the, the we can't complain about the the, the ash situation because we're on the we're on the good side of this.
1: Oh, you didn't have to breathe it. How
2: nice for you? No, I had to. Uh, it just wasn't being created by my house burning down. Oh. All my life. Um, I, uh, I. I've never been as we approach Thanksgiving. I've never been so grateful in my life, and I mean, like, this is. I'm. This is as close to humble as I'm capable. <laughs> um, I. But we. we uh, she'd been the kid has been caged up in the house for a couple of days yeah
1: because of the air quality bouncing off the walls yeah absolutely
2: I mean my wife did everything we were wearing our masks to go outside we put you know cat whiskers on them we did everything we could and she'd be like wear it for three seconds and then start screaming yeah so she got confined to, to confined to barracks and I took her to Kidtopia at the weekend which was you know like a hundred kids sixteen different versions of flu um <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and, and, the, and the ball pit alone. Well, the ball pit is just its own disgusting yeah. um, petri dish of humanity. And she's bouncing around in there. And all of a sudden, I'm just, this This, this is the reality of, of life is there. It's like this four-year-old looks at my kid who's holding this toy that she is really enjoying playing with. And he says he wants that. And he pushes her in the shoulder. And I instantly feel sorry for this for this kid. He's four years old, he's looking at life, nothing bad's ever happened to him and then my kid comes at him with a 2-1 combination.
0: Wow. She's
2: smaller than him but you know, she's got uh, she's got that terrier spirit. We have Scottish terriers at home and my kid was pretty much <laughs> raised by one and she's just like I don't care about your size, cut. you're going down. Wow. She clotheslined a Seahawks fan. I mean, <laughs> um couple couple of weeks ago last july we were in p wallop up in uh, up in washington state and they they um, they've got so much water they have fountains that kids can play in can you yeah. imagine
1: that yeah it's just it's too cold for them to
2: enjoy it. um so she's playing in this water fountain this kid comes up to her and pushes her out of the way oh my kid just walks it off no my kid was thinking <laughs> She walks around. She comes back. Soon the fountains die down. Someone presses a the button. They comes up. She uses that as distraction. She runs at him. He's on wet ground. She pulls her arm up. <gasps> and she like him. Wow. And now, my kid is just wearing, because we'd been out cycling. So, she was riding around the back. So, she's just wearing leggings, bare feet. She's not wearing a top two-year-old. Yeah it's, boobs, you know, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's fine. It's fine. And she's, got, she's a little girl. She has, like, a boy haircut. No one yeah. knows. And this guy... Fat guy, I mean, he makes me look like, you know, one of Jenny Craig's finest accomplishments. Uh, goes, Your son just beat my boy. And I just said, um, Actually, that was my daughter. And he went, Oh, oh, Junior, get your ass out of here. <laughs> I thought, that's
1: wow, awesome. that's a Me Too movement for a little boy. Absolutely. He was assaulted.
2: Absolutely. He started it. He started she finished it. it. She finished it. Damn right.
1: See, like, that's the thing where I'm like... Morality and children, she, she went for it. Mm, teach her to be confident. That's good. But, Absolutely. But as, as long as she's not the biter, as long as she's not the instigator. No. If um, she gets attacked, she should always, always defend herself. But if she she as long as she's not the instigator, coming at kids with scissors and shit like that. No,
2: well, so this is where my biters. my wife is going to do the good Christian Methodist community thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give her all the bad lessons I got from Padre and the, uh, from the chaplain and and the other teachers. And I think the most important one is if you're going to do something stupid, plan it.
1: Plan it. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're going to react to something, although if you're going to react,
2: no, don't react plan. So acknowledge it happened. Understand you're going to take them down. Don't do it now. Revenge is a dish best served, you know, with a backhoe. 3 days from now
1: later when they don't remember but Absolutely. then but then but then you probably don't feel good i've tried to do revenge on people and i never feel good about it at the end i know ne- i don't ever take like or i get so mad and i'm like oh i'm going to take revenge and then i don't because it blows over and i don't care and like really i'm going to put that much energy into something like that come on i don't have time for that
2: you I, know i i used to I, I'll, I'll be honest <laughs> with you i have mellowed uh, and I you know a few people have commented on this you know something something bad happened a, a little while ago and somebody said, "Oh my God, wait till John gets on his laptop. He's gonna turn that person's life upside down. Oh wow. I still have those skills.
0: Yeah, sure.
2: and, and I didn't. And that's because I just put the kid to bed, and I'm exhausted. Yeah, see, there's just
1: no time. There was something somebody really did some. There were some people a while in August that did some pretty mean things to me, pretty overtly, even on a radio show. It's terrible to listen to. It's very difficult. But people were like, "Well, aren't you gonna? Aren't you gonna do anything?" I was like, "I just, I don't have time to fight evil. I only have time to do good. Like, I just don't have time. I don't have
2: time." No, but I've got friends at the NSA who do have time. So you let me have those details. Oh, no, it's yeah, right. They're, they're just, the,
1: it's stupid little comedian stuff. I mean, its it was actually, it was bigger, but it was fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's also small potatoes. Give me a break. That's why it doesn't matter what my, what my passwords are, because I have nothing for anyone to take. Like, what are you going to... Well,
2: you don't th- know that, because we, once I've got your social security number... Then you find out. Well, you don't find out that you know with your credit. I don't have any credit. Yeah, you would. You believe. You know what? The, the world has changed. You now only need three percent to buy a house again, not twenty percent. People just don't realize the world has changed in the last few years. Mm. So all of a sudden, I can use your details, buy a condo, rent it out, screw with it, and it's you that's going to suffer. Um, it, it's a real. I, I, I'm not. So the next thing I'm going to do, I'll talk about it. But no, it's a real thing. But use a professional some password, um, app, they are good. There was a couple, um, you know, Dashlane's one, um, that, that, that I've used in the past, um, I use another one. It's got red in the logo and I can't remember his name, which is the family account and those things are there to help you. They're not, um, they're, they're probably one of the best investments. The other thing is you use Facebook, don't do public. So only share with friends oh
1: no but that's the thing this entire business is based on facebook because no, it's only the free that's platform right. when
2: you tagged me when you hit me i said can you tag my public profile right but big john i want the whole world to know about big john he's a moron and he can handle it but john garside with the pictures of the kid and naked in the bathtub
0: right
2: that's not See, going but into the that's my I keep pub, those lives separate
1: my pub my, my persona on facebook is me i'm me it's I, it's all for promotion. Everything's promotion. I am Mutiny Radio. I am Pam Benjamin.
2: I think it's because I had a life and then did the com- comedy thing. Right. So that's yeah. the... the, the
1: uh, my old life, I let that go. I don't have. I don't have a life. I don't have. I used to have a house and a car and a husband and dogs and a spa. I used to have all that stuff. Lexus. Ooh. But I'm um, not anymore. I just I let that all go. And so there's but that's the thing. There's nothing. I mean. It's try to try to take there's nothing to take. What are you gonna take my food stamp balance? Like you're gonna
2: you're gonna Well they'd like to and that will be in the next, they'll they'll be in the hack next into Congress. My, yeah they'll they'll, they'll hack
0: into right. my food stamp balance and like you know, like, Oh god, don't take my seventy seven dollars a month. I need it.
1: <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> And I have a very I have a very low overhead I was very I, I exist on a very small I economy. just
2: like the fact that Whole Foods has a sign that says we take EBT
1: yeah they absolutely do and they shame you before you have to tell them before you use the card they do shame you really yeah uh, Trader Joe's doesn't you can just use it straight up same thing with Walgreens uh, and Safeway you just use it and press a button and it's fine you can look like you're using a card just like anyone else but at Whole Foods they have to press a special button so you have to say to them
2: is that because they have to go through the list of things you are and aren't allowed? They're
1: like, no, you're not allowed to buy alcohol and you're not allowed to buy hot things, at least with my food stamps. It's no big deal. The computer knows it. Know. Um, and if I did, then the EBT would take off the balance of the fresh stuff and then I'd have to pay cash for the other stuff. It's no big deal. But at Whole Foods, they make you tell them, so one time they shamed me because I bought some foie gras and they were like foie gras with food stamps and, you know, calorie per penny. It's actually not a bad deal. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. It I'm sorry.
0: Is. Just cause I pour doesn't mean I don't have good taste.
2: I love foie
1: gras. I fucking love it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, they haven't done any foie gras challenges on British baking show. They haven't done any like,
2: they're they probably do, not, they're probably not going to they for, do the game pie that well, mm.
1: the the hand, the. What are they, hand-raised pies? I miss Mary. I miss Mary, too.
2: Um, is she dead? No. Because she looked, I mean, for a, couple of se- for a couple of episodes, it looked like, you know. Like she was the crypt They were first troweling one. it on. Right.
1: Um, um, no, I, she looks great. I think she's got to be
2: fine. Go, I, go I, on YouTube, and Mary makes a game pie, and the game pie's great. But what you really want is her recipe for cold, short pie cases right
1: so not the but hot water method is Sorry, usually I, what they well, use for a hand-raised pie they is, usually this, use a hot water
2: this product. is to make the melton mowbray the melton mowbray pork pie is i mean apart from me and um, the saint james bible <laughs> one of our best exports all right but you can't get them because we're not allowed to export pork products to america Wow! So when my mother came because the over trichinosis for, or what? Well, my mother came over Thanksgiving. I can tell you right now, she did not bring any with her.
1: Oh wow! That's yeah. There you go. And
2: enough and enough British cheese to, you know, cause lactose intolerance for a lifetime.
1: Yeah. that's Britain has a lot of cheese too. So you're having a big Thanksgiving tomorrow.
2: Ah, uh, we are. It's uh, uh, we have friends and family coming uh, from over. We always host. That's, that's awesome. my me and my wife. But. Uh, and a pretty good thing and I mess around with it constantly
1: yeah well if you like the British I so got. well no it's not
2: that it. it's, my wife is very traditional midwest mm. and I things I just don't understand so apparently strawberry jello pretzels and cream is a side dish that's gross not dessert but from Kansas and Nebraska mm. you know uh, I want some broccoli carrots, mashed potatoes. Oh, and some jello would go good with these. Obviously not with a Dick Van Dyke accent. I just don't have a Midwest. (laughs) You all sound like Yosemite Sam to me. Uh, Um, Yeah, that
1: that sounds not... That doesn't sound sound
2: right to me. And cranberry fluff.
1: I love cranberry. Not cranberry fluff. I love cranberries.
2: So you take... The quantities are a pound of cranberries, a pound of grounded up uh, Red Delicious, a quart... Hold on. Is it... Which is this regular cut? Regular size a liter um, no no over here it's a a thing of whipping cream a quart a pint is it a pint
1: a pint is 16 ounces the regular
2: yeah so, so one of those and a pound of sugar and you blend that together that's cranberry fluff
1: Oh, I just make. It's my like my the Midwest can't do anything
2: unless it's got a pound of sugar in it.
1: Yeah, ew. Yeah, that's it's, not my.
2: Game. And the lovely people. We we still do it on some lemon. We still do it, but we don't put the sugar in it. But yeah. my my family goes crazy for that cranberry fluff. Huh? Like we have to make. Like when I go home tonight, I will be grinding apples and cranberries through midnight.
1: Wow, for the special fluff. Cool. Yeah.
2: Otherwise, no chance of that extra kid. <laughs> No, I intend to be an alcoholic. So I, I'll be honest, I invested in children because of alcoholism.
1: Well, and it's that, that that why you can say, "Hey, kid, go get me a beer."
2: No, I want the I want the stem cells and kidneys.
1: Oh. Like, I'll go get my
2: own beer, but I'm gonna want I'm gonna want a transplant at some sure. point. Fair like, enough. You love your daddy.
1: Give me a kidney.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got two.
1: That steak and kidney pie. I've always found oh. that gross.
2: No, you just you know what? You've got to clean the kidneys. Right. The problem is if you don't cut the kidneys in half and remove the the little um, the little tracks from Mm -hmm, inside mm -hmm. you get that and and wash them same with liver you've got to wash them out cut them and wash them otherwise you get the ammonia in them Uh and that's what gives you that bit and also the, the kidneys you want to sear them but not cook them. You want to sear them and then throw them in the pie so they cook slowly in the pie. Right. Otherwise, you cook it and hard, they just turn into... Little, little rocks. Yeah, little... Yeah, little and uh, it's, just it's cat food. Vile.
1: I wouldn't even feed my cat that.
2: Yeah, man, the, the, um, you said about British food. I'll be honest with you. A younger version of me, yeah, that was not a lot good <laughs> with British food. British food in the 70s and 80s was pretty grim.
1: But but Gordon Ramsay's doing things, and
2: we gave you Gordon Ramsay not from a culinary point of view, but to teach you how to swear properly. <laughs> um, what did you give us? I was in London a couple of weeks ago. There's a Chipotle.
1: Oh, that's so gross. Well, we just we don't have any food. No, you culture couldn't here. send
2: Levix. I mean, you sent Chipotle, poisonous pork barbacoa. You couldn't yeah. send Levix and some orange sauce in, instead. I mean, you know our special relationship. Send good Mexican food, not right. not Chipotle. That was just rude.
0: No, look, Chipotle's
1: gross. Uh, the salsa is better than Chipotle it's too bad they didn't get down there the salsa was a chain that was in San Diego it's good they had good they were very good but Chipotle I' never I've never appreciated them
2: I uh, when I was low carb, I'm, I'm not now as you can tell <laughs> uh, when when I was visit, when I was traveling to America Chipotle was my go-to huh for a burrito bowl because it was but this is this is this is before they started killing people uh, oh right I actually this is when Chipotle was actually quite good I got
1: um to be paid once to be on one of those things where they ask you questions. What is it called? Um, oh, panel. Yeah, the research panel thing or whatever. And they gave me a $150 um, Visa card. It was so exciting. And they had me answer questions for two hours about what would change my mind about Chipotle. Because it was right after that whole thing where people got sick and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, what can we do differently? What do you like? What do you not like? And the thing I kept saying was, fish tacos fish tacos and they were like that that's not going to happen and i'm like rubio's has fish tacos i want more fish
2: there's only i can't one. do rubio's i just <gasps> i'm i live in san jose i've got levix it's just i don't
1: i'm i do not know if this levix
2: we got levix and we've got uh an iguanas uh home of the burritozilla i'm someone correct me on that one did
1: you know that san jose was the um town where the food truck was invented
2: I can believe it.
1: The food truck was invented. The first like taco truck
2: food truck. We have truck the cheese. Was, me, me and the cheesy bandit have got have a relationship.
1: That sounds
2: good. It's not. It's not it's cheesy not, bandit. They they do a, they do a grilled cheese with real English cheddar. Interesting. And it's um, I mean it, it's dark. I mean, <laughs> it's dark. There's things like, I've done like with I, there's things I've done with their cheese grills that I haven't done with my wife.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: That's a fun way to wrap up this Some Call Me Tim. Uh, John Garside, you are so entertaining to speak with and what, nice. a jo- what a joy to have on the podcast today Some Call Me Tim with your own English references. I'm sorry that I made the assumption that the English were anything like the French because they're something We've about gone to war with bread. them to
2: prove the point. Yeah. Good and and this whole Brexit thing is just another one of them. I mean, it's this is where the French said you do realize we have most of the food, asshole. You know, (laughs) we're going to win. You're going to be boiling in a bag again. It's going to be the 70s all over again. Um, You know, Gordon Ramsay's not going to. We're now looking. If if Brexit happens, then all they can look forward to is chlorinated chicken from Kansas. (laughs) Seriously, they want a free trade agreement with America so we can import chlorinated chicken. When did you buy anything that tasted of um, of domestos or Clorox that you know was something you wanted to eat?
1: Oh man, I, I feel really terrible about our little chicken industry and thing, but I knew when um, forty five our president Um, Elected or whatever Appointed Purdue To be the secretary of (laughs) agriculture I'm like are you fucking kidding me Like okay they used to be called lobbyists Because they weren't allowed They had to be in the lobby They weren't actually allowed in to make laws That's why they were called lobbyists And they were lobbyists for large corporations And you just take you take
2: the... You cut out the middleman. cut it out the like, middleman.
1: Just stick him right in the government. Just why,
2: stick him right in. Why didn't you just get the Minister of Beef to be, you know, someone from Tyson's? Right, I mean, just, exactly. It's,
1: it's, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's the world is going to hell in a handbasket.
2: Betsy just, DeVos, of course, you know, I mean... Well,
1: she actually, there are... The funny thing about Betsy DeVos is that there are quotes that I found for her on the internet from before she was appointed, saying, we gave more money to this campaign. When am I going to get out of this? (laughs) And what did she get out of it? Oh, you can be secretary of education. Like, what do you learn in America? Fake it till you make it, I guess. Or just ask for, maybe that's the problem. I'm not asking. It's because she asked. She said, you know what? I gave you enough money. Now I'm asking for an appointment. And then there there you go. That's Mm -hmm. how it works. Money, I mean... It, I, it's very. I tisked, I tisked the concept of money, but that's America is year, money.
2: After two and a bit years in government, he's finally appointed a ambassador to South Africa. Oh, she's not going to be going to the um, to Norweto to see the people where I lost my religion. She's going to be in Turban, and she's going to be in uh, in Cape Town, Cape in, Town. In, enjoying the white life.
1: Right? It's yeah. What, there's. She's going to have a great time. Some great restaurants in Cape Town. Oh man. Yeah. Good fish. Like
2: oof. No water, good fish. <laughs> no, water. they got less water than California.
1: See, the world's falling apart, but and what will save it? Not greed. So and not we're gonna wrap it up, but not harp on it. The thing is, like, I feel bad for the chickens that get put in the tiny cages and they chop the little beaks off, and we're like, oh, don't do that. And we, the, all the Californians were like, we're not gonna do this anymore. We're not gonna hurt the chicken, and. And those are just chickens, right? That we don't want to eat. But the, there are people. There are people that need help. There are chickens in cages. There are people that poop into nothing. Like, we even even that's another country. It's happening right now. It's happening right door. But, like, even inside, like, in, the, in our own country, there are so many, like, solvable problems if we can sort of take greed out of the equation. And these, you know, like the the thing with the San Francisco we all voted on this thing that big corporations that make more than 50 million dollars a year they have to give point half a percent to the homeless fund for the for housing for affordable housing and to get homeless people off the street and just cure this problem and we all voted for it, and everyone's like, hooray! And it's going to be in legal proceedings for the next 10 years. It's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're never... It's never... The only person behind it was the Salesforce guy.
2: And, and and who who probably does more for us as a society than anybody realizes. When you call up that call center, your information's in a Salesforce system. You know, that that's... They're not just doing sales. It's customer relationship management. Whereas, you know, what's Twitter done? Well, they...
1: Make people feel bad about themselves.
2: I was trying to be positive. I just couldn't get that. I'm glad you helped me on that one. No, this is the thing. They've contributed nothing. And Jack Dorsey, who has so much capability, such an amazing thinker, and says, well, there should be a different way, but I don't know what it is. I'm like, dude, you created Square. You created Twitter. You have been at the forefront of enabling people to grow culturally and as entrepreneurs. And you think half a percent off your top line. Is the end of it uh, screw you and your Tesla well
1: that's the that's the greed thing how much do people truly need how much do they how much do they want and how much they need and when do when do wants become needs and then I can't live without
2: you need another you need another podcast where we can talk about progressive politics and and, yeah. and, and we could give some contrast because the right winger is still within me just you know, with a, a lifetime of experience that knows what does and doesn't work. You, you need to be able to succeed because you want to pass it on. That's human. How much do you pass on? Uh, that's the bit that's at first uh, debate in society.
1: I'm a Marxist. I'm straight up. I'm like. If- no, there is no public property. People don't pass on things to their family level. I don't. I'm a I'm a hardcore Marxist. I believe in those precepts, baby. He had like ten of them. He's like, wow. this is communism. I'm like, yeah, no, I get it.
2: You have kids. Oh, no, I went to Cuba and I was with you. I loved Cuba. I really did. Before before I you know became an American, uh, I enjoyed the privileges of being British, uh, and I spent real time. no, I didn't just go to the resorts. I mean, I actually spent time in uh, sifuego and and in. Um, uh god it's so long ago now uh in uh, trinidad de cuba and you know went through the revolution and i and this was part of me i was i really loved it and at the same time when yeah it's fantastic and it's real and it's also in complete contrast to uh human uh ego right and, and capitalism and not even <laughs> ca- capitalism but just wanting to take care of your community means passing something on might not be, you know, passing on to your community and not just to your son or daughter, but passing something on, retention of property. Like I said, it's... Uh... Well,
1: but retention of property only works for property owners. If, you're, if you rent, then, then it's like... But then it becomes... Then that's one of the problems with what's going on in America is the haves versus the have-nots, the renters versus the owners. And do you know in the 1849, there was... A, we had lots of political parties. We had like 16, and one of them was called the anti-renters and another one was called the pro-bank democrats. And I think that's very funny because it seems like what's happening right now.
2: I love the, the Robin Williams, you had that bit about, um, I don't mind the corruption as long as they wear badges like NASCAR. <laughs> and I think that's... that's Coca-Cola!
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> sponsored by whatever the lobbyist it is. I mean, yeah. it's... Um, you know, it's
3: uh,
1: it's reality. Uh, hey, sponsor of Mutiny Radio, give us some money. Thank you, John Garside. We could continue. We could go on forever. We'll have you back, and uh, we'll find as your you can let us know how your child is growing. And when start to Charlie and Lola, and I bet you'll have a baby very
2: quickly. I uh, will. We'll, we'll, we will investigate Charlie and Lola, and because then it
1: just makes them with. want a little sister or a big brother or whatever. We'll and it's a really fun show and it's not boring and it's really funny it's really funny
2: I can't believe anybody's still gonna be listening after an no, hour no of course five, I, minutes, why not absolutely do you mind if I just shout out my gig please please, please please do all your shouting gigs so, gigs so San Jose Improv uh, 2nd of December I'm supporting uh, Khmer Singh, uh, and uh, if you go to my uh, tweet which is uh, t- my tweet uh Big uh, uh, big British John? I forget what my own Twitter handle big uh, is. Big British
1: John. J-O-N, not J-O-H. Big
2: John Brit. Oh. Big John, yeah, well, you know, democracy means someone else got there first. Uh, big John Brit, no H in the John, we couldn't afford it. Um, and there's a, uh, there's a link there and there's a promo code for $5 tickets. $5 for San Jose Improves. Not a bad...
1: It's not a bad deal. It's not That's great. Scra- and sorry, and right. Kabir Singh is very very
2: funny. And he's, obviously, if people listen to this, they know you're hilarious. I think we, we we're just coming at it from different angles of colonialism. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how it works.
1: That's so funny. Are you emceeing or who's emceeing this gig?
2: No, it's his gig. is his special. Oh good. Um, I'm I I supported. A, he very kindly gave me a gig um, up at Cobbs a, a while ago. Nice. And so um, and this time I you know don't have to travel two hours.
1: Fantastic! <laughs> well, everybody, December second, go to improv, go see Big British John. Here, here and Jeremy Curry. So, oh, right on!
2: Yeah, good, good lineup. lineup. It's a good. It's a, it, it, it. It should be. If anything, I just you know kind of take the edge off it.
1: Well, you're 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 very funny and you're very personable, so everyone is gonna everyone's gonna love you and they're gonna get right in there. Yeah. I am going to the Midwest tomorrow, and I am afraid that they are not going to love me. And I am very nervous. What, What about Little Rock, Arkansas? I'm performing The Home of
2: the Possum Pouch? I did what's a possum pouch. That's the Bill Hicks jokes why he the why he why he wanted to get off the road because you know he loved the he loved the possum pouch in uh in Arkansas. Well in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's
1: I fly tomorrow all day to go to Little Rock, Arkansas. Just
2: four stops on Southwest, I believe.
1: Oh well it's two actually. Two. Yeah, it's Vegas and then it goes it goes from here to Vegas and then from Vegas to Little Rock. Uh but I have four shows at the Looney Bin and I am I don't think I've ever been as nervous for a show because I, these people are scary and I, I'm afraid they're not going to like me because I'm a they, weirdo they have, Californian
2: they, they have to leave their guns in the car <laughs> it. It,
1: They love guns and gravy I, it's gonna be
2: He wrote his waffle House bit after doing a gig in Little Rock the whole thing about the, the, the waitress saying what you doing reading? Why are you doing that? He wrote that <laughs> after getting in little Rock. There's a backstory. story. In fact, the guy, Tony was the guy who was emceeing. I, when I went to Cobbs and I saw the green room, it was like, that was a religious experience. Sure. And someone said, yeah, no, that's the, that's, that's the, uh, that's the shower where Bill took an underage girl in. And that's the, uh, that's the, that's the table where Robin did tramlines, the full length, all 16 feet. Wow. Um, he possibly was gilding the lily just a little sure, bit. But sure, was, sure, sure. You sure. know
1: exciting anyway, stuff no I love Cobbs is always Cobbs is super fun to do Story Moid has helped me out with that a couple times so shout out to him well thank you John Garzide you've been lovely this has been Some Call Me Tim I've been Pam Benjamin we'll be back next week um, tune in to Friday's Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse And happy hour It's going to be guest hosted By Capital Pilcrow Because I'm going to be In Little Rock Hey now that I finally Understand how to do Instagram I'll be sending pictures From there Of my whatever I'm doing
2: Instagram in it- Little Rock?
1: Well, no, they have it everywhere, but I just joined Instagram this week because I was like, I'm never going to do this, and I did it for the station. It's all for the station. I would never. I I can't imagine that people do this. They take pictures
0: of themselves, and then
1: I have to look at them, too. They take pictures or selfies. It's a selfie, selfie world. I just can't even. Like, people think they look that good. Like, I'm constantly worried about my wrinkles, and I don't wear makeup. I don't want you to see me.
2: They have filters. My wife told me. I don't do Instagram either because... I'm old and fat and, <laughs> and full of wrinkles and, and but apparently there's a filter for it. <laughs> well, Jenny I'm Craig gonna... and filters. Those are my, that's my future. Yeah,
1: Jenny Craig food's no good. Enjoy your cranberry fool tomorrow. Mm, thank you. Uh, this has been Pam ben Benjamin again. John Garside, Look him up. And this has been Some Call Me Tim. Bye.
4: The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour though. Oh, And check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all, classic vinyl albums with no apologies, great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on MutinyRadio.fm or download the podcasts at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat.
3: Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be...
1: Every three parsecs. Tim's Tesseract.com. Tim's Tesseract.com.
4: Everybody should listen to Muni Radio at Muni It's a great place to listen to crazy things. <laughs>
3: Life flourish. We didn't find that common kind of thread.
1: It's exactly what you think it is, flat, black, plastic, vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scottu Walker, amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast that
0: is flat black plastic And look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. The laugh off your touchy. Save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash conk, baby. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at mutinyradio.fm Monday nights at 10 o'clock it's time for free phone sex 415-550-0511 yes call in for free phone sex you will be recorded it is a podcast but will that phone sex be free absolutely 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for Everyday Conversations on Race with Everyday People. With Sima Lieberman, Everyday People, talking about race every week. Different Everyday People, talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate, it'll heal ya. Then, at noon, stick around, Sergio Navarro.